1: God
2: takes his people and he moves them out and they head to the promised land so that the lineage can continue through David and Solomon, all the rest. Could I hear an amen right there? Now, how is this going to happen? One 17-year-old boy. That would not be my plan. If you have teenagers, definitely would not be your plan.
0: But God knew exactly what he was doing. God's thought processes are so far advanced beyond how humans think. You're probably thinking that's the advantage of knowing everything, right? And because he knows the past, present, and future, as well as knowing what all men and women are or will be thinking, he can orchestrate people and events to accomplish his goals. Pastor Mark will be teaching about God's use of willing people to get done on this earth what he wants to have done. As you listen to today's message, consider your own willingness to be used by God to accomplish His grand plan for the world through your life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 12. As he continues his message, God uses people to fulfill His plan.
1: Let us
2: hear your lessons After they sinned, you would think God went, forget it, done with you. But he gives a second chance to Adam and Eve, and he's going to promise them something that they really don't totally understand. Genesis 315. This is God speaking. And I will put enmity between you, he's talking to the serpent, he's talking to Satan, to the devil, and I will put enmity between you, Satan, and the woman. The woman is Mary, who would eventually become the mother of Jesus with the Holy Spirit being the father. And between your offspring, the other demons, and hers, people, he will crush your head. In other words, the child that would come through Mary and Joseph would be Jesus. He would crush your head, Satan, and you will strike his heel. So we're talking thousands of years in the future. God's plan was already this, that what was going to happen was there was going to come a savior for the need of forgiveness because man had no way to get rid of the sin. Now. This Savior would battle with Satan on the cross, way before it. The battle begins right here. And on the crucifixion, notice, the devil would bruise the heel of Jesus. That means crucifixion. He, he would suffer, but he wouldn't die because of that, because Jesus gave up his life. But the Savior, when he's resurrected Jesus, he absolutely crushes the power of Satan and of death but I hear an amen. So that's gone. Now, this prophecy said God would send Jesus to our earth to provide the one, the number one thing you and I need, forgiveness. That's what separates us from God. So you don't have to copy this, but here is a picture. Actually, before creation, God already had this plan. Before this earth was created, God had already chosen Jesus to be the Savior of the world. Look at this. God promised a solution, a Savior, Jesus, for man's sin program. Now, I want you to understand this. Right from that encounter with Satan, Satan was looking for a way to stop Jesus coming to this earth. And you're going to see how he's going to do it. He still tries to stop today people to come to salvation. He still tries. But if you choose... You're defeating him immediately by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, what would happen? Well, here's what God did. Something very strange. Understand at this point, there is no nation Israel. Adam and Eve, then we go to Noah and Babel and all of that stuff. And eventually, God had a plan, and he goes to a man named Abram. Later, his name is changed to Abraham. And he's going to create a nation A nation would be called Israel, a Jewish people. And Satan knew that God's plan was through a lineage, through individuals, the line would just stay steady. And through that line would eventually come Jesus. So what do you think Satan's going to do to this new nation? He's going to try to stop it everywhere he can to keep Jesus from coming to be the Savior of the world. Now, in this series, you're going to see patriarchs in this nation. Now, patriarchs are simply a line of men that God would use to establish the nation of Israel. The ones we'll basically study are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's kind of the standard, the starting. So, what are we going to see in this series? You're going to see your salvation comes... From what we study in our series, we will see God use Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph to fulfill God's plan that the Messiah would come, be born, die on the cross to provide us a solution for our sins. Now, I want you to look at those names, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob were these people, even though they were wonderful. They were used by God. Were they perfect people? No. We'll see all kinds of problems with those people. Unlike us who are perfect. It. Yeah, right. How many of you again made wrong decisions? You know, I was thinking this the other day. How blessed we are with God. Can you think of a thing when you were a teenager or maybe a young person? You came that close to making a really dumb decision. And God protected you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because I thought of a couple of those. I was so close sometimes to looking back and think, that probably would have ruined me for the ministry. Thank you, God. So you're going to see these people. They're not perfect. You know what the Bible does? A lot of people don't believe in the Bible. See, the Bible presents people like they are. You know, they, they're bald. They got ugly noses all the kind of things on you, like, that's really one of God's people? Yeah, that's who it is. We're just human people. So you're going to see those people being used. They're not perfect, but they do follow God. But there's issues we're going to see as we move through. Now, turn to Genesis 12.1. And you see the beginning of how this works. God comes to Abraham. But Abram is a pagan. He's an idol worshiper. He never knows anything about God. He has no idea there's a true living God. Not at all. So Abraham comes. Watch what he says. He introduces himself and he says this. The Lord has said to Abraham, leave your country, your people, and your father's household. Go to a land I will show you, which is going to be the land of Canaan. I will make you into a great nation. So he's giving him blessings. And that nation is the nation of Israel today. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. Well, the Muslims know Abraham. The Jews know Abraham. The Gentiles and the Christians know Abraham. His name is known. He's the head of the nations. And you will be a blessing. Now look at verse 3. And I will bless those who bless you. That's why we support the nation of Israel. Because it's God's nation. Doesn't mean everything they do is right. Not at all. And those who curse you. I will curse. Now watch this. If you've never underlined this, underline this in your Bible. This verse has to do with your salvation. Every single person I'm talking to. And all the peoples on earth, right now more than 7 billion, will be blessed through you, Abraham. God says, I'm going to use you, Abraham, a pagan. I'm going to bless you. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you, pointing to Abraham will have children. And that line that goes from Abraham all the way through the Old Testament into the New Testament with Mary and Joseph, that line will contain Jesus, who I told you will become the savior of the world. It means that all peoples on the earth can choose, can make a decision. Gentiles and Jews to become a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, here's the problem. Notice, Abraham is going to have descendants that's going to extend on. And then that's going to go to Isaac and Jacob and on and on and on and on. David, Solomon, and it goes all the way through the Bible. Now, here's the problem. When Abraham is starting out, he discovers that his wife, Sarah, couldn't have any children. So he's thinking, okay, this is over. We're done. I, I don't know why God told me this was my plan, but it's not going to work. But then God said this to Abraham. At 100 years old, Abraham, your wife of 90 will have a son. Now, that's a medical miracle right there, in case you don't know. Look at Genesis 21.5. Look what happens. Look at Genesis 21, five. And it took a long time for this to take place. Abraham and Sarah had to be very, very patient. And they blew it once. Big time. Don't have time to go there today. Look at Genesis 21.5. Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90. When his son Isaac was born to him. Wow. Now think about that. There's no Viagra. I don't know where the egg came from Sarah. What do you call that? That's a miracle. Amen? Now, when Isaac's born, what does that do? That meant the promise of the coming Messiah was on target through a miracle. Now, Satan went like this. Bummer. A hundred and ninety? Really? That's impossible. God went. You got it? I'm making fun. But that's exactly what Satan's saying. We're done. She's barren. She'll never have a child. Guy goes, watch this. Boom, boom, boom. Here comes Isaac. Amen. Any problem with God? No, he can do anything. His plan for you is amazing. Now, here's what happens. With this, you're going to see now, Isaac and Jacob become part of this. Now, look to Genesis 25. Watch what happens. I'm just giving you a little history because many of you haven't been ever seen from the beginning all the way through this passage in Genesis, what's really going to happen. Look at Genesis 25, starting in verse 20. Good to hear your Bibles turning. Way to go. And Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel, the Armenian from Padam, Aram, and the sister Laban, The Armenian Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was barren. The Lord answers his prayer and his wife, Rebecca, became pregnant. Now, the Bible tells us right after this, Rebecca delivered twins, Jacob and Esau. And Jacob is a real deceiver. And you're going to see how this moves on. He's an amazing deceiver. And at the end, with Jacob, he marries numbers of women and has concubines. He ends up with 12 sons, which are going to be the 12 tribes of Israel. 12 sons and one daughter. And Joseph was one of his sons. Now, how is God going to use Joseph? To fulfill the plan of the Messiah coming through the nation of Israel. How in the world is he going to make that happen? Well, what's interesting is when you look at the book of Genesis, Moses is the author. And what happens with Moses is this. He gives chapter 37, which we're going to talk about, study, all the way to 50. It's all about one man. Joseph, a 17 year old. Now, think about Genesis 1. You have one chapter in the whole world is created. One chapter. We have 37 to 50 about Joseph. Why? Because it shows this importance of the promise of the Messiah coming. That just, it doesn't even make any sense to us. All these main people, Adam and Noah and the patriarchs and all that, what we see here is Joseph. Now, stop and think about this. If the Messiah has to come through the nation of Israel, has to come through that nation, what if the nation gets cut off and there is no more nation? What happens to the promise of the Messiah? There's no Messiah. That's exactly what Satan's after. He was trying to shut down the nation of Israel. So the promise of God, because that lineage would come through the nation of Israel, didn't come outside the Israel, came through the nation. He was trying to stop that all along. And if he could do that, he knew that he would destroy the Jewish line of the Messiah and no Messiah would come. So what is God going to use for Joseph? Here it is. God's plan was to use Joseph to save the nation of Israel from extinction. Now, Joseph has no idea. He doesn't understand the plan. And you'll see at the end of the service, that's normal for us. We don't understand. I had no idea when I changed from engineering to pharmacy, that would be the door that would get me to Florida and be your pastor. There's no way I would even even think about that because I never planned to be a pastor. But see, Joseph doesn't know this, but God has the plan. He knows everything. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, what do you mean Israel from extinction? In those days, we know this from the Bible. At this time, Israel numbered, the nation of Israel numbered 70 people. Seven old. That was it. 70 people. That's all there were. That's more like a family. Now, in that nation of Israel, there were all kinds of enemies. Many of those tribes had 1,000 people. Now, if there became a war with 1,000 people against 70, what do you think about the nation of Israel? <sniffs> so God knew that, and he had a plan. God also knew that coming in the future to the nation in that area of the world, not just Israel, in that area, there was going to come a great famine A famine. Well, how can a nation of 70 provide for themselves if there's a famine in their nation with no food? Well, they couldn't. They'd be a stink. Now, look at Genesis 15. Look at Genesis 15. And this is verse 13. Now, this is many, many years before this would happen. Look at God's plan. Speaking to Abraham... God says this, and it doesn't really mean anything to Abraham. He just doesn't get it. I mean, what? This is in the future. Then the Lord said to him, Abraham, know for certain that your descendants, the people coming through your line and Sarah, which will eventually bring the Messiah, know that your descendants will be strangers in a country, not in Israel, not on their own, and they will be enslaved And mistreated for how many years? 400 years. So God says to Abraham, in the future, the nation that I'm giving you the head of will leave Canaan and go to another nation. He didn't tell him what nation it was there. We know from history, you'll see in a moment, it's the nation of Egypt. You'll watch this happen. And they'll be servants for 400 years. Now, what we're going to study, Genesis 37 to 50, fulfills it, tells us, tells us how God did that. Now, what was his plan? What did God know? Here's what he knew. Follow it, and the light will come on for you. God's goal is to save Israel, because that's where the Messiah is coming. That lineage has to come. Satan's goal is to try to destroy Israel, the nation. So here's what God does. He knows there's a famine coming, so he's going to use Joseph to get eventually, and that's going to be toward the end of our study, to get these 70 people in the famine to Egypt where there's food. And there's reason there's going to be food in a famine is because God's going to use Joseph with his wisdom to store it up. See... Pharaoh didn't know there was a famine coming. God told Joseph, and here's how you do it. It's amazing when we get there. Think of it. God's overall picture. So he's going to get the 70 people to Egypt. They'll have food. Now, in 400 years, what do you think going to happen to the 70? Well, let me just talk a little bit about this. If there's a husband and a wife, what is the normal thing that happens? There's going to be sexual what? Intercourse. And from that comes what? Children. Good. 400 years. You men know it. The women are going, really? Come on now. Come on. 400 years. You know what happens after 400 years? 70 people. See, there's a warning to us. 70. (laughs) 70 people. 70 people. Listen. Listen. How many do they become? Three million people. And what does Egypt say to do? What does Pharaoh say to do? Get rid of these people. They're going to overdo us. Get rid of them. What did God do? He took 70 and he guaranteed the vibrancy of the nation of Israel. What happens after They have these 3 million people. Moses is raised. We move right on in to the Exodus where God takes his people and he moves them out and they head to the promised land. So that the lineage can continue through David and Solomon, all the rest. Could I hear an amen right there? Now, how is this going to happen? One 17-year-old boy. That would not be my plan. If you have teenagers, definitely would not be your plan. But God knew exactly what he was doing. Actually, I won't have time, but in that study, there's many people that have the things that Joseph did. About 100 of those match what Jesus was. He's not Jesus, but he's kind of a picture of Jesus in the Old Testament. Joseph is to the person Of Jesus Christ. Now, God's plan was to send the Jews to Egypt for 400 years, and God would use Joseph to get them there and then get them out eventually through Moses. Here's what I want you to see God uses people to fulfill his plans. See, he only has people, he doesn't have any perfect people. He just has people. If he wanted perfect, he'd use angels. We're not perfect, but he uses us. God uses people to reach people and to fulfill his plans. Joseph is a picture. You are a picture of that as well. It's just amazing to me. What does that look like? Look at Psalm 37, 23. The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their lives. We're going to watch Joseph go through the ups and downs of life. Twenty-two years before he gets to understand why he went through all these ups and downs. Twenty-two years. But God is with him this whole time.
0: In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about how God used a pagan, Abraham, to bring about the nation of Israel. You saw where God used a kid like Joseph, although he went through a lot of hardships, To save what would become the Jewish people. You were told about the key to all of these successes. Abram and Joseph's willingness to believe and trust God. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives. And it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages. So come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, we'll finish up the teaching God uses people to fulfill His plans. You'll learn that God has chosen to limit His direct interaction with mankind, choosing instead to use people like yourself to be His proxies. You'll be reminded that although you might make plans for your life, it's important to remember that as a follower of Christ, you need to make his plans your priority. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Together, let's do life right.
1: In a hurry